1: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to a music podcast. This is the first ever album review and we're doing it big with Drake Views. And alongside me is my day one homie, Chris. Chris, What's how you good, doing? buddy? everybody? All right. How are you doing? So, to keep it simple, we'll go Platy and Chris so that people don't get it confused, alright?
0: Yeah, like, You know, I keep the first name basis.
1: Alright. So, first off, let's start with some likes about this album. Uh, Chris, what is a track or just something in general you like about this album?
0: Um, Really the overall vibe of it. You know, because I didn't like Drake from the Take Care days, from the, uh, you know back then. I wasn't really so, so far gone at shit. I didn't really even know Drake at that point. I didn't really start heavily listening to Drake until nothing was the same. So from that point on, I heard nothing was the same as like my main starting point with Drake. Then it went to, if you're reading This Is Too Late, that's the next thing that came out. And then Views comes out, and I feel like Views is almost not completely, but almost taking it back to that time, because if you're reading This Was Too Late, that really didn't show too much on this album
1: no it didn't it had its moments like grammys i think with future which was kind of a mix of that and what a time to be alive yeah see i
0: think that would that track would have fit perfect on what a time to be alive 30 for 30 freestyle could have even been brought under views maybe it's arguable but
1: right yeah so um i i agree i i love what you said about the whole vibe of the album i do like it the whole darkness the you know the storm effects that they're doing and all that Mm -hmm. like uh just the overall and I'll get to this is my like the the production like I am in love with the production yeah there's the beats a, the samples there's everything
0: th- there's definitely an aesthetic to it yeah you know there's
1: there is and like seriously I'm trying to think I mean this won't sound like this won't sound as big as it as an important as it is to me but this is I don't think I've liked the production of an album like this this much since to pimp a butterfly which does which sounds recent because it's only a year old. But I mean, seriously, this is one of my like, in terms of production, this is one of my favorite albums. Like, I, I love every beat, I love every sample, and uh, it does flow pretty well together outside of some tracks, which we'll get into later. Right. Um, but one of these, one of these things I did like was um, Weston Road flows. That was one of my favorite tracks mm-hmm. on the album. Um, Definitely. And then and then Redemption too, which which is kind of funny because. Those of you that know me know I grew up a Ray J fan, and I didn't realize that after my first couple listens, I said Redemption was my favorite. And it wasn't until a couple listens after that that I finally realized that Ray J, my favorite song, One Wish, was actually sampled on that song Redemption. So that was kind of a trip. Um, fucking crazy. Do you got Do you got any tracks that you like? Um. All right. Specifically,
0: Off the Rip, and I know that you knew that this was gonna be my favorite. Is still here. Yeah. That shit i'm sorry it's way too vibey that i will literally like i'm not showing that to a single person and they'd be like this sucks like that song is just all around even though i mean it's not the most uh there's not there's not a lot of content to it but as far as a hype drake that's like spot on that shit is so cool um child's play i really like child's play a lot aside from the cheesecake line yeah. I'm sorry, that's one of the worst lines on the whole album. The struggle but bars, we'll get to that. I'm able to overlook that and say that overall Child's Play is one of my fucking... Dude, that shit is just a bit, That's another fucking... That's almost like plastic bags. Or yeah. plastic bag if it was like a hype song. Okay, I see you know, I'm saying shit like, well, and then the other one. You know, so it's like, yeah.
1: literally. Yeah. So, I like, I like the... And this kind of fits with the vibe and, stu- and the production is the whole cohesion of the album like i really do think that if you listen to this album outside of like i said one or two tracks it sounds like it fits together completely Mm -hmm. it sounds like if you were just listening to these tracks separately you would think that they were part of the same project you wouldn't uh you wouldn't assume that these are
0: just it's it's not a random assortment no it's not
1: and um and they do transition well to songs like i said
0: mm -hmm, definitely
1: Alright, well that's it for like for my likes. Do you have any more likes that you want to go over before we trans transfer to dislikes?
0: Um well, the song Views, I honestly that was one of the first tracks I ended up hearing, even though it's the last one. I didn't listen to it in order. And that song, I have not heard many good things about that song. A lot of people skip over it, but that shit is hard. He almost like the vibe to that song is almost like a he brings it back to like oh eight, oh nine like you know what i'm saying like i'm talking about like that sounds like something that like wayne would have had him featured on like the way the beat is in that that just i feel like that brings you totally back
1: no i i agree i like i like that track too um i wasn't that one was though that was one that had to grow on me Mm -hmm. and there were a few like that um but let's let's transition to the dislikes because this wasn't a flawless album at all um okay so i have i have in my notes right here i have in ca- all caps struggle bars in all caps man that chrysler one in the intro um you alluded to that cheesecake one and yes. child's play Yes, man let's let's talk about these struggle bars real quick might
0: i say where were the ghostwriters <laughs>
1: Yes, I mean I know that's the common joke that everyone's thrown out there but it it's true I, I mean, mean
0: yeah there's it's honestly it sucks how true it is that where the fuck are they like even for
1: a, an album that's like mostly singing that's probably 70% singing you these are still struggle bars even for that so yeah, exactly I mean, but see
0: and I don't totally agree because another one of the tracks that I did really like was the track nine which. Anthony Fantano said is like ninety percent struggle bars. I mean I suppose because I could see I could see where he's coming from on it. But that's also another song that like I think that one you have to have a certain taste for it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
1: No, I agree. I agree. Uh, it is it is different. And let's face it, Anthony Fantano is pretty harsh on uh, yeah. harsh on Drake especially. He's harsh on anybody but Kendrick. Yeah. Kendrick you know? is Kendrick is his man that's just no the sentence is just Kendrick is like yeah he just he just takes everything okay so my next thing I had in all caps was taking the throne off the album I was so mad at that
0: (laughs) yeah I know I and I know me and you talked a lot about the whole Jay-Z only dropping two bars I definitely do see it as a slap in the face to Drake yeah and i wholeheartedly believe that's why Drake took the throne off the album
1: no I agree I agree because because I mean Jay-Z there's and we'll get into this a little bit later but there's been a lot of comparisons and Drake has brought them on too not just uh, not just people of this generation but also also Drake himself has embraced it saying that you know he's on the same level as Jay and he is this generation's Jay-Z and we'll we'll get into that later but Jay Z kind of took that shot and said, "Okay." When he featured on the song, he said, "Okay, like I'm only gonna give you two bars. You're not worth a full sixteen to me." So I love that he did that. And then Kanye, Kanye had fun on the track, but but I get it. You're not just gonna take out Jay Z's part. You're gonna take out Kanye's too.
0: Because it's not. It wasn't. They weren't featured as Jay Z and Kanye. They were featured as The Throne. Right. So
1: I mean, I I was really mad because I love The Throne.
0: I love watch The
1: Throne. That's an incredible album. So I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed when they were taken off because that was their first collaboration in a while. And Drake's verse, honestly, his second verse that he took um, to replace the Throne verse was not as good as Ye and Jay Z's verse. I mean, I guess if you want to call it a one verse from the Throne, I don't know. I mean, it's basically two bars from Jay Z and the rest from Kanye. Yeah, exactly. But basically, uh, Drake's second verse replaces that and I don't think it was up to par. So it's one thing to take them off the album and I get why he did that because I agree it was he I think he did see that as a slap in the face by Jay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like if you're going to do that, you're going to be like, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I should come with some bars to make him regret, you know what I mean? Right. To make him regret doing that to me
0: and disrespecting me like that." But but, but the fact you Drake can't like full you can't like diss Jay though. This is the thing, like yeah. You can't, I don't care if you're like that's not Drake and Meek Mill. You cannot. You help. can't. You can't go after all. Of or Beyonce, they're yeah. literally like they have. A, they kind of have. Uh, like this bu- They have this bubble around them.
1: Yeah, and we're all just kind of like living outside of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, they can go to Cuba, but n- <laughs> yeah, I can't go to Cuba. <laughs> no one in the world can go to Cuba. No one in the U.S. can go to Cuba except Obama and. Hove and Beyonce.
0: Yeah, exactly. But no, hashtag Lemonade.
1: Hashtag Lemonade. Hashtag Jay-Z's response album coming soon. <laughs> but no, I I just thought that with the throne and everything being on it, and this whole Jay-Z and Drake thing, I thought, I thought it was curious that Drake even released the song as it was, mm-hmm. and then kind of let that moment happen. Like, he could have just never released the um, pop style, yeah. With the throne, and he could have just took them off. So I don't know what his move, uh, what his thought was behind that. I thought that was kind of a mistake on his part. You know what's
0: uh, you know what honestly just came to my mind. I haven't even really thought about this until now. Doesn't that kind of almost sound like a Kanye move?
1: Yeah, it does. It <laughs> it does because Kanye does a lot of bipolar things where he r- instantly regrets.
0: Yeah, and, and but the fact that Kanye was part of the process and Jay, the whole um Beyonce, the whole uh, cheating thing. Everyone, like, I, I've i seen that, like, I don't know if it's true, but that Jay-Z and Beyonce just planted it basically as a publicity stunt. Yeah. And it's definitely worked in their favor. Kanye changed the name of his album 17 times. <laughs> that got him so much publicity. And now, I mean, this, although this is a smaller, you know, it's it's not as uh, evident in the big picture, but I think that...
1: You think that it was a move, it was a buzz move? Mm-hmm. See... I would tend to agree with that, but at the same time, like, why would he do a buzz move
0: like that that made him look bad? Like that. Yeah, exact. But see that, and that's another thing because I don't know if everybody sees it the same as we do. Maybe they weren't even looking at it from the perspective that we're looking at it from.
1: Yeah, maybe we're just looking. Maybe we're overreacting, and this was another like like a Jay Z and Beyonce where they kind of planned it, but. I don't think it was because I listened to the Zane Woe interview that dropped um like before the album it was on OVL radio mm-hmm. and I listened to it the next day on SoundCloud and it was he he actually took a subtle shot at Jay there too so like he's been kind of taking shots at Jay right. so I I do tend to think it was real and I think that it was bitter uh that was kind of like a bitter shot that he took after the release of Pop Style but that's enough on the throne so I wanted to talk about my next dislike, and this has to do with a lot of the album, is a lot of the songs have moments I like, but there aren't many songs I completely like front to back, whether it be beat switches, flow switches, uh, just overall Drake's melodies, uh, lack of fit, struggle bars, etc. I don't feel like there are many songs on this album that I love front to back. And-
0: right, and I, you know, one big example of that with me is You With Me. Yeah. The second half of you with me is one of my favorite moments on the whole album. I think that's Drake singing at his finest, honestly. And he play he just pulls that off so good. But the first half is just not even close to as interesting to where, like it almost it it brings the rating down for me. You know what no, I'm saying?
1: No, I agree and like I think that hurts is um he does try to do too many flow switches. And I think that it really hurts him. Mm-hmm. like he'll go from rapping to singing and he'll bounce back and forth between tones and voices uh, inflections, all that. yeah so I think that that really hurts the album uh, in my opinion. The production is cohesive, but like I said, Drake wasn't consistent he was he was all over the place in terms of flow changes and I feel like even some of these songs in general, Chris had repetitive um, topics. And they they were repetitive sounds too.
0: Yeah, no, there were a lot of repetitive topics. I will definitely, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. You'll co-sign that. Yeah, that's yeah. Like he oh, had whale well, ship sail. There it goes see you know the ship yeah, sail exactly. on that one
1: exactly. Uh, Drake Drake had moments uh, on here where he just he just really struggled to stay on topic, and that that I think really hurt um, really hurt me in terms of uh, my overall thoughts on the album. So, Chris, do you have any, like, dislikes in terms of specific songs
0: before we move on to
1: overall thoughts?
0: Okay, so... Specific songs... I, I've, I've broke this down in my head that this album should have gone with about 13 of the 20 songs. Hotline, Bling, not going. 19. Okay. Alright, we could have done without. Okay, keep the family close. I know that, like... I mean, it's an okay way to start the album, but that song is so boring to me. It is. Other it, than that one that one drum break
1: is is really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I
0: know. But me and you know from... We've known this, we've we've talked about this for a long time, that it always ends up being the intro track that's one of our favorite songs of any album. Off of, yeah. Basically, I mean, like, Wesley Steery, mm-hmm. one of the greatest songs off of... Um, off of To Butterfly that was the intro track uh, Shireen on Cookie Mad City but um, Ultra Light Beam Yeah. The Life of Pablo one of the best songs on the album
1: like no like on the great projects I agree it's important how you start whether mm-hmm. it be a, whether it be a skit or a song itself
0: right um, okay so anyway Keep the Family Close could have done without that I'm not saying that these songs would have gone in the same order if it went this way um, Feel No Ways sorry doesn't cut it for me no um, with you is kind of a filler in my eyes. Party Next Door is kind of boring to me. He doesn't really like, he's kind of just like Drake reincarnated. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's just a
1: different sounding Drake. And then there's this
0: new guy, Division, and he's like Party Next Door reincarnated. So it's like, it's just a long line. It's an life. inception of reincarnation. It's an ex- No, it's, this is Drakeception we're talking about. <laughs> Drakeception. Right here. Hashtag Drakeception. Hashtag, yeah, let's get it trending. All right, um,. So, and me, me and you also just, oh, Faithful. Uh, Faithful, let's talk about that. That track
1: is just, man, you want to talk about terrible fit? Yeah. None of those, none of those verses fit. The flows don't fit. The beat doesn't fit. Nothing and, sounds.
0: And I understand because if you, I, when I watched that uh, stupid ass War dude, I don't know why I spent an hour watching that just because I wanted to see what Drake had to say. Yeah, Drake was saying that he was a huge fan of uh, Houston rap specifically. And, you know, UGK, Pimp C Bun B. Mm-hmm. Um and he said that he's you know, he's even spoken with Bun B before and shit. And so like he's really involved in it. But I still don't think Drake is the right person to pull a pimp C feature out of nowhere. Because that's kinda of all that's like people take people probably took that as an insult in a lot of ways.
1: No, I, I agree. Um he I know he says that he likes that music, but it's one thing if you like the music; it's another thing if the music embraces you. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So I—I I don't know. I thought it was just a questionable fit from the beginning when I seen the feature. I didn't—I didn't have any clue what to expect. I, yeah,
0: I was kind of confused too. I was like, "Hold up, <laughs> no, what you doing? What you doing, Drake? What you doing, Drake? What you up to?" Because and then it just—it really did not. All oh, well, Whale ship sailed. Oh well, shifts. Yeah. It, just, it was not. <laughs> all right. So, do you have any other
1: tracks? You said you were oh. getting, you were cutting out some yes. tracks. So. All right.
0: So, all right. So, let's start back from the beginning. But I just want to go as in depth. Keep the family close. Gone. Feel no ways. Gone. Um, with you. Gone. Faithful. Gone. Decide one between controller, one dance, and too good because they're all the same song. Um, in my eyes anyway I mean call, call me personally I like one dance the best out of them but to me they basically are all the same he could have done with one single one of those three songs Grammys take it to a lot of time to be alive even though it is a good song and I do like it Child's Play That Shit That could Stay you know that's my shit. that's my jam The Interlude it's an interlude so that can stay Fire and Desire I think is a super super filler track yeah like, I agree Drake probably freestyled half that like you don't even like that it was so slow and like simple yeah. you know what I'm saying like so
1: and I thought that I even thought honestly I'm not I don't like I don't really critique interludes because interludes are what they are you know what I mean I'm not gonna fully analyze them but I didn't like this interlude like I get the vibe he was trying to yeah. go for but I thought that vibe didn't it did gel not fit. It, it didn't gel with the rest not at all because honestly. I don't get why the why it's called summer's over when like the entire album was like having this storm in the background yeah, really. You know what I mean. So, and then
0: not only that, but the production just does not fit yeah. the rest of the production. I mean, I get like the sample game, but exactly. like, still, like he could have just chosen a different sample for an interlude. No, I
1: I agree. Um, so, with that being said, I agree that the back the back half of the album is not really um, strong. I I don't I yeah. don't like I don't like a lot of that, and I still think I still only think views is okay.
0: But no, mm-hmm. um, uh, I mean, fair enough.
1: But I, but I know you like that one. Um, so now that we've kind of given our overall thoughts of the album, we should give our grades and for me, I'm going to go with the seven out of ten. A good album, probably one of the best releases so far. Uh, there haven't been a lot of strong releases in my opinion this year this far but um, it, it's good. you got to take it for what it is. it's a it's mostly a vibe album rather than an actual um, conceptual conceptual album. I mean the concept basically is the vibe, I guess. Um, That's like, yeah. Yeah. So. Not much deeper than that. It, it's really not. There's not going to be, you know, these. Uh, you you don't have to dig deep and analyze these lyrics. They are what they are.
0: On the surface. Yeah. For what they are. Exactly. And you have to get past that if you want to, be a Drake fan at this stage in his career. Apparently.
1: Yeah, you have to. You kind of have to take that for what it is. He's not going to have many lines that he. Uh, that you have to dig deep for, and mm-hmm. even the ones he had that one on what track is it, man? It's like um he he gave a line and it wasn't even that deep, but he but he's he stops and he's like, I'm gonna let y'all let that line sink in or something like that, and it like it wasn't even that deep. So even if he does give you a deep line, he at least gives you time to think about it Apparently. before <laughs> he continues. Apparently, so I guess he does that. Um, all right, Chris, give me your
0: overall grade of the album. I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of 10 and i think it just loses the half because i do overall like the album i would rather have it than not have it um but i think that the low points of this album are some really low points like that's mm-hmm. an, that's just my opinion but the high points are really high points too no, yeah, my, in my opinion,
1: and like I can't, me personally, I can't go higher than like a seven and a half on an album if there's tracks that I don't like and there's moments that I don't like. Like I can't, I can't really give this album a higher grade because there's we went through. There's like there's like what six songs you can eliminate off the album? Yeah. Four four to six songs maybe. Yeah,
0: by no means this is a flawless album.
1: Right and so it's good you gotta take for what it is sorry all the drake fans who are gonna give us a ton of hate but yeah it it's not it's not flawless it's not it's not even a great album uh in my opinion it's not anywhere near the classic and uh, the classic that it was hyped up to be and honestly this is the first album i've seen have tv commercials since bow wow when he dropped that wanted album when i was like <laughs> When I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade.
0: Fuck, I didn't hear it. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, seriously, I, think about it. When's, I remember when you got that Bow Wow album. And when's the last really? time
1: you've seen, like, a TV ad for an album? Um, like, I can't I can't think of anything. Low-key, uh, Michael Buble's Christmas special. Okay, but we're ta- we're talking... Let's at least <laughs> stay R&B or, or rap.
0: I know, nothing, bro.
1: Exactly. So, uh, there was a lot of hype behind it, and I believe that, you know... It it is what it is. Like you gotta expect that kind of hype when it's a Drake album. Whether regardless of your views on him, he is probably the the most known artist. Like he he is more known than Kendrick, I think, even Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, So, with that being said, it is what it is. You gotta take you gotta take it for granted. You gotta take it for what it is, rather, and just enjoy the vibe of the album. It's it's nice to. It'd actually be a nice album to just listen to instrumentally, honestly.
0: Right. Definitely.
1: But. Before we get out of here and before we wrap up this review, I wanted to go a little bit off the subject of views and just the overall impact of Drake's legacy real quick because a lot of people talked about coming out how this needs to, and Kalo, shout out to Kalo, who's a friend of ours who said this on the last music podcast, that views needed to be a classic because, like I alluded to earlier, we alluded to earlier, the whole thing about Drake versus Jay-Z and Drake being this generation's Jay-Z. Now, to most people, Jay Z is arguably in the top five, maybe the greatest of all time. Oh, so yeah, Hov, that's mine.
0: That's mine.
1: <laughs> so, so with that being said, this album, Drake, Drake really doesn't have a classic under his belt. You can argue "Take Care," and I think, I think that there, there's argument which, to it, which. But I don't a good think point is. was
0: made that that is like ninety percent of the weekend's music. Exactly,
1: so. that's what I was gonna say. Is the the weekend is basically co wrote the album, right? actually, he basically wrote the album. I don't think Drake wrote. I think he wrote more than Drake did on, in I'm, terms of the album. I'm pretty sure he did too. So, I mean, so you got your one maybe classic, and it's basically the weekend's work, and it's not even a rap album. Mm-hmm. It's it's an R and B. So I feel like this was, this needed to be, in my opinion, this needed to be a rap album. Now I know Views, and I wanted to make this point, now I know Views was already in the process way before this whole Drake Meek Mill thing, but after this Drake Meek Mill thing, and uh, this isn't because of Meek Mill or anything, but the whole questioning Drake and his ghostwriting and all these ghost writers coming out and um, talking about, you know, ghostwriting for Drake and all these at- accusations and everything... I think he needed to come out with a rap album. Um, not an album that was seventy percent singing. I think he needed to come out with another if you're reading this it's too late, another uh heavy rap album, just less ghostwriters. And hmm. I, I think I think he didn't deliver on this. He had his moments where he rapped, but even when he was singing, like I said, he had those struggle bars and that really I mm-hmm. think that really I think hurt me. So I think I think Views is a good album, but I think that he should have maybe held off on it. And switched to something else, or switched a different style and sound and i think I think he would have been better off in terms of if he wants to be considered a goat or even in that discussion I think in terms of the in terms of the hip hop community he needs to he needs to come out with at least one classic rap album, one classic hip hop album, and he hasn't done that yet and you know, but at the end of the day, I think he I, I think he doesn't care and this is one of the things that is, annoys me about Drake before I finish this rant is that Drake and I want see what, to see, see what you think about this is Kalo, Kalo our friend just talked about how Drake Drake's, is so confident and so laid back he's not really ever aggressive and that's because he already thinks he's at the top but I really don't think he is like he's gotta I gotta see him want to take that you know what I mean like even right. in charged up where he's like He's like, do you really want me to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, you know. He he's he's not. He's all this laid back, and he's like already put himself in this in this stratosphere of Jay Z and all the all time greats when I don't right. think he's earned it yet. Dude, Drake,
0: Drake memes are like uh, they've they they were like part of the meme becoming a thing. Like they were like one of the first ones. Was like all the shit about how soft Drake is in general. Exactly like. So if he I, wants to really prove himself in the hip hop community, he really needs to come on some hard shit. Which um if you're reading this is too late, was on the verge of that, but that wasn't necessarily a cohesive album con- with a concept. That was just that was more or less a mixtape put out put out as an album. Yeah. Views, I will say I can see it as more of an actual album even though there's no coherency with the lyrics but i just think that the way that the whole album progressed and the production just all flowed way more coherently
1: yeah and i think overall it's really hard to compare i think it's really hard to crystallize drake's legacy at this point because he has uh, you can't compare if you're reading this it's too late to views or take care like he's he's an r&b and a rap artist he's both so i don't know I don't know he's kind of like put himself in this strange gray area in my mind of where where does yeah. he fall because I think so far if you're looking at if you're looking at his rap albums versus his singing albums, his singing albums are winning
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's got take care and he's got views, which are two of his three best probably and then if yeah. you're reading this, it's too late, which would is be, more should would be the rap album all rap, yeah. so
0: um and it's just it's funny to me though at the same time that you know. See, Drake, Drake is Drake is what he is because of his fan base. I really think that because 100%. because of his fan base, like because he has such diehard fans, he can remain in the bubble that he's in. Like he he can remain untouchable at least for the time being. Because I mean, look at it. This whole Drake and Meek Mill thing came out, and oh, he has Ghostwriters, and it like didn't hurt him really at all. Okay, people are questioning, you know, whether he actually got it. But at the same time, the people that listened to Drake before are still listening to Drake. We're sitting right here talking about Drake's album still, when we know that it's Ghostwriters. Yeah, for the most part.
1: So, I mean that that's the problem with that's what that's what I kind of was alluding to when I said the whole he he lays back. I think he I think he rests on on his fan base in that way because. In his eyes, the the fans, in, or in the fans' eyes, actually, he is this Jay-Z or whatever. But in the hip-hop community, I don't think anyone's putting him even in the top ten yet. Right. Despite all his critical and
0: commercial success. Well, yeah, and see, I mean, well, the, I don't know, because I was watching, actually, Uncommon Sense with uh, Charlemagne And he was talking about how, I mean, top of the board's... They they were they stated that top of the boards right now in the game is J Cole Kendrick and Drake, mm-hmm. and they were talking about who's the best out of them. And they said that, which it does make sense. And we just said it fan base wise, Drake takes the cake. Lyrics wise, Kendrick takes the cake. J Cole, although he's still way up there. Kendrick and Drake just both have both of those things over J Cole, and J, yep. J. Cole like comes to almost like a happy medium.
1: He does, he does, because he has that, uh, he has that in between of Drake and Kendrick, where he's he has these socially conscious songs, and he has the and he's actually lyrical.
0: Mm-hmm. He's versus, got he's got the content. He has the concepts in his albums. Yes, but he doesn't
1: do it to their level, so yeah. he's kind of the happy medium. He's not all the way out there like Kendrick. And he's not all the way uh, pop like Drake in right, a way. Exactly. So I think that's why I think that's why they're that's why that's why you see on Twitter the people that are Drake fans uh, will also say J. Cole's better than Kendrick. Like if you look at that, like I have and I'm not gonna call out the names, but I have a lot of friends who who like Drake and so they'll they'll be quick to say they'll be quick to say, Okay, yeah, Drake's not the greatest, but J. Cole's better than Kendrick at least. And because, because J. Cole kind of fits, like we said, that box of in between Kendrick and Drake. So Drake fans always side with J. Cole, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it honestly isn't too big of a surprise. I would say, I mean, because even though I think that as a duo, I think that Kendrick and J. Cole appeal to me as a duo more than Drake and J. Cole would. But yeah. I th- also think that J. Cole does lean more towards Drake as far as style. Oh, absolutely.
1: I I would agree that if you had to draw the, if you had to like pick with, if you had to pick which one was closer, who he was closer to, I would say it was Drake. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we're we're kind of getting off track here. <laughs> Point is, Drake's legacy is very complicated, and as you can see, we can elaborate on it forever. So we're gonna we're gonna end it here until his next project, Chris. It was a pleasure having you on. Before I, before I get you out of here, uh, do you got anything you want to plug?
0: Alright, so, as some that are listening may know, I do uh, craft my own uh, musical masterpieces. You do your own rap thing, I see. Yeah, it. you know, I have I have my own little uh, entrepreneurship uh, in the works. At the moment, you know, we going global. And, uh, so, follow me on SoundCloud at Chris Adams, all lowercase, the second A in Adams is a V. Name will be changing. Don't know yet. Let you know. You'll see some new stuff dropping. The old stuff not so great. The new stuff rock solid. Yo,
1: and I can I can completely one hundred percent co-sign this as somebody who's heard heard what the tracks he's got in the vault. See, the, this
0: he this person has heard more than anybody has. Yeah, and I can assure you that it's all, it's your summer sixteen. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's June, baby.
1: June's the month. June's the month. June's the takeover. Just look out. So keep an eye out for that. Chris, it was a pleasure having you on, and uh, we'll be definitely doing this again. Yeah. All right, for sure. And until then, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at crispy 1132 Still working on getting these podcasts to publish through iTunes as well, for those of you that are with Apple and iPhone. It's much easier to use than Podbean, but in the meantime, I have my link to my Podbean on my Twitter bio, and in there you can find every single podcast I've done, which remember I also do the Crispy Sports Corner, which focuses on NBA, and I'm also continuing to do music podcasts. I got a lot of podcasts lined up for both music and basketball, so stay tuned. I'm going to be releasing a lot of content very frequently. Thanks for listening. Come to
0: McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Pa da ba 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 at participating McDonald's for a limited time.